Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the latest of the world. Here is Dr. David. Father God, we just want to thank and exhort you. We come before you this moment that you grant unto us entrances and open up our hearts to receive your word and bring us to the place of greater attitude of praise towards you even as you've spoken. We just demand God of glory that light will be revealed to us even as we share this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. What I really want to talk about is you are free in praise. So just say free in praise. No, in praising God, you receive freedom. Free in praise. In praising God, you are set free. God sets you free, praising Him. And I'm going to explain why it is so. But we must first, first of all read the scripture the Lord is giving to us at this season, which is Psalm 117, verse number 1 and 2. And this is the shortest psalm in the whole Bible that you can think about. So the Lord asked us to read this, and this is what he says. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, ye nations, praise him. Oh, ye people. Hallelujah. And this is, I'm going to explain part of this before we begin to see the application. And the verse 2 says, for his merciful kindness is great towards us. This is why we should praise him. While we praise him, his merciful kindness is great towards us. Meaning, remember, when God shows mercy or somebody shows you mercy, it means you were supposed to be going through certain things or you receive things that you are not qualified for. Is that okay? His mercy, and it's not just mercy, His great mercy towards us is so wonderful. And the Bible says, And the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. The truth of the Lord endureth forever. I tried to explain this again last Sunday. The word truth, we're going to deal with it fully, but what it really means to say is, God cannot deceive you. God is faithful. In other words, if He gives you a word, then be rest assured that that thing which has promised you, he will bring it to pass. Man can deceive you. Any other spirit can deceive you. Any system can deceive you. But not God. If God gives you a word, he will bring it to pass. And the Bible is telling us here that great is the kindness of God towards us. So we have all reason to praise him. That's what the Bible is saying. You know that we start praising him because of his great mercies towards us. What he has determined to do. What he wants to do. Amen. Alright. Now, let me give a little explanation before I define the word praise again. This exhortation is actually to all nations to praise God for his mercy and his truth. These are the two major things. All nations, God expects them to praise him for his truth and for his mercy. The mercy for forgiveness of sins, the mercy for reconciliation unto himself, the mercy not to consider your weakness, your, I mean, all of those things that you've done that qualifies you for anything like punishment he shows you mercy we need to praise him that the next thing again is truth like i said before the truth of god cannot fail now remember jesus said he is alive the truth the way is that okay 
the way, the life, the truth, the expression of the fullness of God's mind is finding Christ. Now this is what he has given to us. And he's given this to all nations. That's why the Bible says all nations should praise the Lord. Amen. Alright. Like I said, this is the shortest psalm in the whole collection that you find in the Bible. It celebrates the redemption, the redemption from the Babylonish captivity as far as Israel was concerned. And then it picks up the grand type, if you may use the word, of the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ. This is what this passage is dealing with. So if God now asks you to go read this, what do you think God is talking about? He's talking about how God is intending to do great works of redemption in our lives. How God is intending to move us from one level to another level. How God is intending to take us from the realm of slavery and bondage to the spirit and the realm of freedom. Are you getting what I'm saying here? This is what he's saying. He said the psalm in relation to what he wants to do to the nations. He wants to deliver nations. He wants to send Christ. He's talking about redemption. So what is he saying to us now? If there is any bondage you are experiencing, freedom is coming your way. Hallelujah. Because this is Babylon coming out of captivity. And he said you praise him for what he wants to do. And then look at the word praise. The word praise means to say or write good things about someone or something. That is English translation. I mean, just English. Webster Dictionary. What they mean to praise is to say or write good things about someone or something. So now what is that supposed to mean? God wants us to say good things about him this year. He wants us to continuously say good things about God. Let's not for any reason or any time believe that God is allowing affliction to come our way. If he does allow it, it's for a purpose that we say bring glory and honor unto his name. Are you following what I'm saying? To write good things or say good things about someone or something. God wants you to praise him this year. So the praise is not just only in singing. The praise is what you say about God. The praise is your testimony about God. The praise is how you've come to realize God actually have come to set you free. How God is doing some miraculous things on your behalf. This is the time to praise God. To praise means to say good things. Don't forget it. Are you following what I'm talking about? Yes. No matter the condition you find yourself, say good things about God. No matter the situation, say good things about God. God wants Him to be praised. Praise is not just singing. Saying good things about something or about someone. Are you listening to me? That is what it means to praise. So sometimes too, say good things about your husband. Say good things about your wife. Say good things about your children. That's what it means to praise. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. It means to express approval of someone or something. And I like the definition as well. To say approval. Now we can approve God in all things. In fact, one of the things that I have to tell you, approve God is to believe in Him. Because the word believe means to approve. We approve God, that is to say we believe in God. That is to say we praise Him. When you say I believe in God, you praise Him. Why do you believe in God? Because He can do things that ordinarily you cannot do. That is how you praise God. You say good things about God. No matter your situation, we can keep on praising God. You see, look at the case of Job. 
what did you think happened when the wife of Job came after everything is gone and he said why go through his suffering why not cause God and die how many of you remember the reply of Job he said you speak like one of those foolish women are you still there and he said the next thing do you mean we can get good things and we cannot get bad things from God he was he saying good things about God no matter the situation so what Job said was a praise unto God are you following what I'm saying here I want you to understand in every situation say good things about God approve God what is the approval I believe my redeemer leave it hallelujah are you still there with me Job said something yesterday the Lord was reminding me Long time ago, he showed me that scripture. Even what was going on. And Job said, in this flesh will I see God. And you remember that? And when you go to chapter 42, he said, my eye have seen the glory of God. What did Job see? He saw nothing physically. But he saw a restoration of that which he lost. My eyes have seen the Lord God. That is what we mean to praise God. He wasn't shouting, wasn't not necessarily dancing, but he saw the miraculous work God did. Everything he lost, God restored sevenfold. I have seen God with my eyes. You will see God in the years to come. Hallelujah. God wants to open up some portals in the heavens. And the things you seem you have lost in the past year, it's time to praise God, to speak of the goodness of God. And those you have lost, they are going to be restored to you sevenfold. In the name of the Lord Jesus. That's what it means to praise God. To say good things, to give approval. When you're giving approval on God, you're saying, God cannot fail. That's why it's mercy and truth. For that sake, we should give him thanks. Because truth means it's not going to fail. Truth means it's stable. Truth means you can trust him. Truth means you have confidence in someone. That's what it means to be having truth. God is truth. Christ is truth. And what it means is, he's not going to disappoint you. He's not going to fail you. Praise the living God. In this flesh, Job said, shall I see God? And when everything got restored, with my eyes have I seen the Lord. That's restoration. That's redemption. That's coming to the place of exaltation. Friend, God is saying, He wants to restore to us anything that we have lost before. God is saying, this year coming is going to be a glorious year. God is saying, redemption is awaiting you in a greater dimension. Praise the living God. So it's about time we praise the Lord. How do we praise Him? We say good things about God. We proclaim His faithfulness. We declare we approve God. We declare we believe God. Hallelujah. And Paul we say, we speak because we believe. Because we know God is faithful. Therefore, He's not going to disappoint us. He's promising us by giving all this word. This is the word for the church of this season. That we say good things about our Father. Hallelujah. The next thing means to express thanks to love and to respect. That's to praise. To express thanks and to love and to do what? To respect. That's to say, when you respect God, you praise Him. When you show your love towards God, you praise Him. And one of the ways by which you show your love towards God is to be faithful in what He has asked you to do. If you are for instance agreed, we should serve God on a particular day, for instance. We just agreed on that. Not because God approved that, but we've all agreed. God sanctioned it because we approved and agreed on that. 
It's important you come together in fellowship. It's important you share fellowship with people. It's important you stay where God is being spoken to. That is to say, even in this season we're entering into, you must not say confederacy to what men are saying the confederacy. If men are saying the system is failing, you say God is alive. If men are saying finances are coming down, you say God is faithful. Are you sitting there with me? We know because God said that. We know because God promised that. We believe because God promised it. So therefore, we say good things about God. Even if there is darkness, we still we say good things about God. For in the midst of darkness, there shall arise great light. Hallelujah. To express thanks, love, and respect. We're going to share respect to the Father. That's an act of praise. So when you call for His Son for thanksgiving, and you're doing that with respect, you're praising God. When you come at a time of thanksgiving and you bring certain things before the Father, you're acknowledging His love, you're acknowledging His faithfulness. God is being praised by reason of what you've done. Praise the living God. Are you there with me? Now, Pastor Francis shared something very strong. I think I want to say in relation to the issue of thanksgiving. And I was meditating on it and so much more came out of it. In relation to this particular verse, which is verse 117 that we just read in Psalm. But let's go down to Jeremiah 30 and verse number 18. It's a season to thank God. It's a season to praise God. It's a season to exalt the name of the Father. We are going to say good things about the Lord. Amen? No matter what is going on, we are committed to saying good things about God. We are committed to saying things that God himself ordinarily have not even done because we know he is a God who shows his great mercies towards us. His truth endureth forever. We are going to say good things about the Father. At any point in time, let the Lord be praised for his faithfulness endureth forever. Amen. Jeremiah 30 verse 18. Thus said the Lord, Behold, I will bring again the captivity of Jacob. Tends and have mercy on his dwelling places. And the city shall be built upon her own hip. And the place shall remain after the manner thereof. Hallelujah. Let's just take this a little bit. The city shall be built upon her hip. Oh, hip. That is so said. It's going to re-edify. Amen. From his own realm, we have to understand that. Like Nehemiah was building the city. Is that okay? What is God saying? Even if there's any part of your system that has fallen, there's going to be a rebuilding. Are you there with me? Even if your defense is broken down, there's going to be a re-erection of your defense. It speaks of edification. It speaks of a structure. It speaks of bringing you to a place of stability. It speaks of coming to the place where God himself becomes your defense, your protection. It speaks of erecting walls that reptiles cannot go through. It speaks of erecting barriers that enemies cannot go through. This is all the reason we are going to give praise to the Father. Hallelujah. Are you there with me? All right. It says, and the palace shall remain, meaning the king's house shall be restored. Or more probably here, the temple shall be rebuilt, which was true, for after the Babylonian captivity, it was rebuilt by Nehemiah. That's the point. When he says, I'm going to rebuild the temple. I'm going to rebuild. That's a promise. And that's what I keep saying. If you truly understand what the prophetic 
and the apostolic stands for this is the basis what am i trying to say jeremiah spoke of the rebuilding of the city nehemiah came and rebuilt the city so as a prophet he saw what god wants to do as an apostle he built the structure of what god said this is how prophet and apostle works together this is why the bible says the church is built upon the foundation of the apostle and the prophet jesus christ being the chief cornerstone so god himself is intending that's what i'm saying this is a season for you to meditate in your prophetic dimension you begin to see what god has in mind so that by the things he has shown you in the spirit you get the understanding you get the wisdom you begin to structure those things at this season god is going to make you see even in terms of your business how your business should go and how to go about your business so that you can be able to build back even that which has come into ruin this is why we're going to be praising the lord this is why we give thanks to him this is why we give him the approval that's god who cannot fail praise the living god amen all right so here we understand all of the minor depressions of the Jews, as well as those numerous synagogues, fine last cities, there were structures. What again is God telling us here? He is saying, the time is coming, their depression shall be taken away from you. Glory to God. The Jews were in captivity. They were in depressed states. They were in a mourning condition. But God gave them a promise. This is what I want to do. So when God begins to speak to us, to begin to study Psalm 117 verse 1 and 2, He is saying, every form of depression that has been in your life, He wants to remove from you. In the name of Jesus Christ. So we're entering a season of times, a season of appreciation, a season of saying good things about God, a season of approving who God is, a season of appreciating for redemption, a season of appreciating for salvation. Glory to God. For your depression shall be taken away from you. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Now remember, when they were in there, just like you have the synagogue, they were living in tents. But when you talk about rebuilding, he's talking about a permanent situation. Tents are movable objects or movable homes. It's just like you have tents. You know what tent means, right? Good. When you live in tent, that means you have no permanent dwelling place. When you live in tent, that means you are a wanderer. When you live in tent, that means you have mind for something else. This is temporary. Tent speaks of a temporary situation. But a temple speaks of a permanent situation. And God said the temple shall be rebuilt. That means you are moving from a temporary state to a permanent state in your life. Glory to God. Are you listening to me? God wants to bear a shift in your life from being a temporary resident to a permanent resident. A temporary situation to a permanent situation. A failing situation to a successful situation. Your tents are coming down and your house has been erected. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. And when he talks about the king's place, what that's supposed to mean? That is Mount Zion. And that's the highest point in Jerusalem. And only the kings were living in that place. And that was King David. He conquered it and he inhabited Mount Zion. And so he's talking about restoring you to the place of authority and power. As kings, remember, the Bible says, 
He has made us kings and princes. I mean, if you understand that. And we shall reign on the earth. And he said, I will give you a kingdom. Even as my father has given unto me. That means your time of rulership, your time of authority is right now. Are you listening to me? It's moving you from the place of being a beggarly state, from the place of being a depressed state, to the place of dominion and authority. That's why he said, just give me praise for what I want to do. Of a truth, we must say good things about God. Glory to God. So David inhabited Mount Zion. And that's the place for kings. That's the palace for kings. You enter your own palace. You enter your place of authority. You enter your place of dominion. You enter your place where you can exercise authority. I see a situation where your prayer shall be answered even before you pray. Hallelujah. You know God was speaking. He said before you pray I will answer. We're coming to that season now. We are coming to that moment now. That means your prayer is going to be answered speedily. This is where God is going to answer the thoughts of your heart. This is where all that you have ever desired are going to come to pass. It's a season of praise unto God. I've seen it. I can behold it. I can taste it. I can handle it. I know it. And I know it's coming. So any failure you are experiencing now, it's time to speak good things about God for there is restoration. Hallelujah. Let's get down to verse 19. Jeremiah 30 verse 19. And out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. Hallelujah. And the voice of them that make merry. And I will multiply them and they shall not be few. Can I hear an amen? I will also glorify them. And they shall not be small. Praise God. This word thanksgiving actually includes the word confession. As well as praise. For in the case of God. The higher praise we can ever be soul. I only confessing what God really can do. That's the highest praise you can confess. Hallelujah. Look at this. Here was Daniel and his friend being thrown to the den of lion into the fire. And the son of Lesibah said, No, for we know our God, leave it. Are you getting what I'm talking about? If he will deliver us, fine. If he will not deliver us, no problem. But him alone shall we worship. They were confessing on behalf of God. You see what I mean there? That was praise unto God. That was an exaltation unto God. And look at Ahab's situation. And I mean Elijah and the prophet of Baal. And he set up all of the sin to make sacrifices. And Moses came and did his sacrifice in the time in the cool of evening. That means the Lord. For us to also study out. Because you see, he did his sacrifice at the time of the cool of evening, the time of sacrifice. That's when he came in. Remember, Adam and Eve heard the voice of God in the cool of evening. There is something about the cool of evening that we need to study out. That means there are dimensions of time in the spirit realm that you engage God and things begin to work out. Are you listening to me? 
So here, Daniel made a confession. And remember, when the altar of sacrifice that Elijah erected was consumed by fire, the whole of Israel, what did they do? They bowed unto God. Say, God is God. That was a praise unto God. Because of somebody's sacrifice, because of somebody offering unto the Father, men begin to praise God, men begin to confess God. In other words, you come to a place in your life where because of the thing that will happen to you, the thing you are going to be experiencing, men will say of a truth, this man God liveth. Hallelujah. Your life is becoming a praise unto God. A man look at your situation and say, only God can do this. The confession coming from the mouth of people is going to be the praise that will go to the Father. Because to praise is to confess. To thank is to confess that God is able. Praise the living God. He said, I will multiply them. In other words, they shall be very many, numerous. And even when I praise them, they have bought tanks as at that time. They are going to multiply. They are going to increase. God speaking to them. I'm going to take you out of Babylon. I'm going to increase you. No longer living in tent. Tent will take very few people. But when you go into the temple, it will take a larger number of persons. I'm going to multiply you. That means tent will not be enough to remain. I mean to take your people. You must move to a higher place that can contain the number of persons God is bringing your way. What is that saying? You have been living in tent. God is expanding you. Your financing has been a tent structure. God is expanding you. Your thought is a tent manner. God is expanding your thinking. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's a year of praise. It's a year of appreciation to the Father. For we are moving from tent to a temple. We are moving from the valley to the mountain top. We are moving to Zion. We get into the place of power and authority to do what God wants us to do. Man, we need to give thanks to the Father. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Amen. He said that we also glorified them. Hallelujah. And remember, Paul was writing in the book of Romans, chapter 8, and he said, To them whom he called, he justified. And to whom he justified, he glorified. Hallelujah. Are you with me? To glorify you means to exalt you. To glorify you means to take you to a higher realm of life than you were before. Friends, listen. God is giving us some sure word of prophecy that he will bring to pass in our life in this season that we are entering into. God wants to do things that ordinarily we have not been able to imagine. He's bringing us a higher level of life and understanding. Oh, glory to God. I will glorify them. Means I will put honor upon them everywhere so that they shall be no longer contemptible. This will be very great change, as we can see. For they are now this past, referring to the Jews. This is what happened. Let me give you the background again. Hallelujah. Now, the Jews were scattered all over the world at a period of time. And they were so contemptible. Anywhere it's a Jewish man, they felt like they were the field of the earth. Are you still there with me? You know, we have this kind of thing in the East, the Osu caste. You remember that? Nobody wants to marry an Osu person and stuff like that. But I'm sure it's changing now. I don't know how far. 
But that's the kind of situation. Nobody wants to get close to a Jewish man. They were seen as slaves. They were seen as dregs of the society. But God said, I'm going to glorify you. What it means to tell them is, I'm going to bring honor upon your life. That instead of people rejecting you, they are going to come to you. Instead of despising you, they are going to respect you. Instead of looking down on you, they are going to come begging from you. I'm going to honor them. I'm going to glorify them. So God is saying to us in this season, if you are looked down upon, it's going to glorify you. If men have rejected you, they are going to accept you. Are you listening to me? Everything that men seemingly have turned from you, God is going to... How many of you remember this? Listen to me. You see someone like Joseph, the kind of condition he lived, it was a realm of rejection. The brothers rejected him. They caused him the dreamer. They put him in prison. Put him in the pit. Think about the walk into glory. But when he got finally to Egypt, and sometimes we also want to get ourselves out of situation God has placed us without the timing. Remember, Joseph was in prison. He interpreted a dream, and the man was being called out, and he said, Remember me when you get out of this place. And when he got out of prison, he forgot about Joseph. Why? Because there was a time God has ordained for Joseph to come out of prison. Are you listening to me? He forgot everything about it until God brought another dream unto Pharaoh. And Pharaoh had no means of understanding what the dream was. And the man said, no, I remember. What did you remember? So there was a man that interpreted my dream. Where is he? He's in the prison. Go get him. It was time for Joseph to come out. Are you still following what I'm talking about? Man, listen to me. The glory is upon your head already. No matter what you are passing through, understand this fact that you are a glorified being. In Christ, there's exhortation. Blows the Lord. So you see, Joseph went through all of that. But when the time of magnification came, the time of exhortation came, the man that forgot him ended up remembering him. You shall be remembered. That contract, you shall be remembered. That business, you shall be remembered. The man that forgot you to sign your check, he is going to sign that check. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. I am going to glorify him. God wants to glorify somebody. Only as you come to this place of appreciating him. Only as you come to this place of thanking him. This is a new season for us in this place. And for those watching by telecast, it's a new day for us in this season. If only you can believe into it. God will spoke. God will sell this. We never fail. He said, read my scripture. He said, consider my word. And I begin to see what God has in mind. That is trying to say, everything you lost in 2019 is restoring in 2020. Hallelujah. This will be a great change, you must understand. A realm of magnification lifting you from the being rejected to the place of being accepted. Lifting you from the place of being looked down upon to the place of being honored. Oh my God. Are you still following me? Glory to God. I used to give a simple illustration which is part of the sacrifice and the praise we are coming into, the communion service. But let me put it this way for you. You mentioned that the other day. Listen to this. When Mary Magdalene, remember the Bible, everybody referred to her as a prostitute. Is that okay? Right. She was known as a prostitute. 
that the skeptical somebody you know looked down upon who is she that prostitute nothing to reckon about nothing to talk about in other words if they must invite people to a particular situation or so i mean they can't be thinking about mary because she's a prostitute are you following what i'm saying here i want you to understand what i'm saying i mean every condition of mary was so that nobody wants to think about her if mary's name is mentioned it's tied to one thing it disabled person somebody that cannot be associated with as a matter of fact as a prostitute her friends are only people who go to her in the night <laughs> glory to god nobody wants to associate with a prostitute in the afternoon time am i correct somebody no 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 nobody not at all when i have friends only people who come to make use of her. Only her customers come, but they come in the night. In the daytime, even if she's passing by, they wouldn't want to say hello because of her condition. But here was this lady. She saw something in Jesus. She took the highest paid, if I may use the word, a, a whole year wages of ointment, brought it, poured it into feet of Jesus and begin to wipe the feet of Jesus with her hair. And everybody said, if this man was a prophet, he would know. In other words, you can allow this man to touch you. Are you following what I'm saying? She was a reject of the society because of her background, because of the life she was living. But she was able to find the feet of Jesus and begin to rub her hair on the feet of Jesus. But this is my story. When she left that place, what do you think will happen? As she poured the spices, as she poured the saint, as she poured the perfume on Jesus, what and now she began to use her hair to rub on that thing, meaning when she left that place, she's going to be smelling like Jesus. Both of them have the same smell, the same saint. Is anybody understand what I'm talking about? And right from that moment, nobody could see her as a prostitute anymore because she had become one with Jesus. She had received the nature of Christ. She had been exalted. She had been glorified. Therefore, you can no longer call her a prostitute. She had now been honored in the society. Those who rejected her can no longer reject her. They will not see her as a disciple of Jesus, not a prostitute. Those who will not see her in the morning or evening, I mean, afternoon time, now they can associate with her. I'm sure people will come and say, why did you do that? I'm sure people will come and say, now I know why you did that. Why? Because now she got the place of exaltation and the Bible makes us understand when the Bible is going to be recorded this thing shall be mentioned glory to God so here is a prostitute to be honored highly honored because she found Jesus because she will hold back she spent what she could spend and somebody remember a disciple said this is a waste and so that's the point when you begin to give thanks when you begin to appreciate God man we say it's a waste they often ask you the question does God use money why did you spend so much money in the church does God use money I mean if you remember what I'm saying it's not new that's why the Bible says it's not new under the sun they told the same thing to Mary this is a waste hallelujah are you sitting there with me? It shall be sold and given to the poor. And Jesus said, The poor you always have with you. Hallelujah. Mary saw what even his own disciples could not see. Some of you may not be able to see what God wants to do. This is why you need to pray to see God's mind for you in the future, to see God's mind for you for tomorrow. 
because the disciples of Jesus could not see what Mary saw. Now, so many of them, I don't know, but apart from the twelve, how many other names of a disciple did you hear in the Bible? Very few. But Mary came in who was not even qualified, but because of her association with Jesus, she was highly honored. You shall be honored. Hallelujah. Let's look at verse 20. And we're going to stop here and pick from here next week. Their children also shall be as aforetime, and their congregation shall be established before me. And I will polish all that oppress them. Can I hear an amen? It's not you. <laughs> you, you don't pray to have anybody punished. No, no, no. The Lord already said, Vengeance is mine. Are you there with me? Vengeance is mine. Leave that to God. I will punish all those that oppress them. That means you have been oppressed. It's the time for your liberation. For God is going to deal with your oppressors and set you free. Hallelujah. See that children also shall be afforded. Can I take up from a simpler translation? Anyone you want. 3020 Jeremiah. Their children. I'm talking about your offsprings. I'm talking about the people that came out of your barrel. I'm talking about, oh, glory to God. I'm seeing the people that the children you are going to be giving battle in this place, they are the children that God already has a future for. Glory to God. See, the destiny of your children are not when they were born or where they are born into. In fact, you as a parent, your, uh, your greater responsibility is on how you can care for them. But what God is sending them here to do, you have no clue most time about it. That's why you should seek the face of God. Especially in, when your wife is pregnant, try to find out from God. What kind of child is it going to be? God spoke to the mother of Samson, said he's going to be a Nazareth. Therefore, had dreadlock will be there. You must not drink any hot drink. God gave condition, oh glory, condition to the mother of Samson before she was born. I mean, he was born. Are you sitting there with me? That's why God expects women to really position themselves. That's why I always say, women, you are supposed to be the people that truly hear God that fast. You see, you can come to the place, you have a frequency, you have a relationship, you have a kind of love with God. I mean, it's so unique. Oh, think about that. God formed everything, formed man from the dust of the ground. But when it comes to the woman, he didn't go to the dust of the ground. He took a woman from man. That means he took a woman from a finished product. The raw material for women and men. Mm. Somebody didn't get that. Did you remember that? Everything he created from the soil. Even Adam he created from the soil. But when he came to a woman, the final, the final, final of all finals, he took it from the man. So he got a woman from a finished product. Are you seeing that? That's how precious a woman could be in the house of God. Are you surprised that the church is called the bride of Christ? <laughs> That's a finished product. The material being made from a finished product. That's a woman. That's why you are so highly honored, respected, and glorious. Because God will refer to a woman as a church. Oh, glory to God. 
He spoke to the women, said those of you, it's about time you extend your tent because your tent now cannot be able to accommodate your children. He speak that to women. You may not be understand as a woman. It's a time and a season for you to really settle down and begin to hear from the Father. The first person that began to hear, as it were, Jesus of reason was a woman. How many of you understand that? She was the first. Mary was the first to hear Jesus of reason and said, go tell my brother. So the gospel of preaching today was not preached by a woman. Are you still following what I'm talking about? For me, God lost women. And that is why maybe he's telling us to treat them with special care. And that's why he's saying, we must remember that they are weaker vessel. But like I always say, women are not weak vessel. There's something you need to understand about that word. Because women, they are dangerous people. Huh. How do you say woman is a weaker vessel? Let's put it this way. If you and your husband, the wife and the wife, both of them are walking together. Let's just put it that way. The woman could be pregnant and still be going to work. Huh? And guess what? They come back from work at the same time. Here this man lying down and say, Honey, pull my shoe. Honey, pull my stockings. How you get what I'm talking about? Lazing out. Where is the remote? You're pressing television. Where is the woman? In the kitchen. In the next statement. Is the food not ready? And you still call that person a weak vessel? You are the weaker vessel. Lazy bones. Are you sitting there with me? Nine months, they are working with this energy in their lives. Cooking the food, washing the plate, washing clothes. And you put your mouth to say they are wicked vessel. You have no understanding yet. Go study what the women do and what you do. Huh? Hallelujah. The weakness of women is in their receptivity. That's why I look at it. They are easily deceived. That's all. Is that okay? And that's why I said the serpent have to come to the woman. He didn't go to the man. Because men are very logical. You tell them something, they want to examine it. Is this thing, what this man is telling? But for women, oh yes, I believe. And so when the serpent came to Eve and said, you can eat, oh yeah, I can eat, it's good, okay, give me one. That's the weakness of women. But when he talks about strength, they are double that of men. Because why men are made from the earth, women are made from men. Are you there with me? But I want you to look at this. Verse 20. What, what translation? Amplified term. But of them, city and plain or palace, will come songs of thanksgiving. What? No, no, I said I should give me verse 20. It's, oh, okay, that's verse 20. Their children too shall be as in former times. And their congregation shall be established before me. And I will punish all who oppress them. I will punish all who oppress them. So here God is making a decree. From this season, if any man tries to torture you, he, God, is going to deal with those people. You know, you look at the book of Psalm and he said, He rebuked kings for their sake. How many of you remember that? And so he spoke to Abimelech in Genesis 20. Hey, you better stop this stupid thing you're doing. Give the wife back the husband for his prophet the same thing with Isaac he rebuked kings and when Jacob was coming back from the house of Laban the children said you've gotten all this glory from my father's word and now Laban rose and was going after Jacob 
And God came and said, hey, you better. When you see him, don't say yes or no. Shut your mouth when you see him. He rebuked kings. It's about time God is going to rebuke some people for your sake. In the name of Jesus. Your children too shall be as in former times. That means you will not lose your child. You will not depreciate your children. In the name of Jesus, every child God has given to you shall live. You won't lose your child. You won't diminish. You will rather increase. In the name of Jesus. So here in this house, we pronounce increase. We pronounce multiplication. In the name of Jesus, we pronounce more souls coming here. We pronounce more people coming into this house. More souls will be won this year. More people knowing the Lord this year. You growing in the word of God. In the name of Jesus. Stand up somebody. It's a new season. We're going to thank God. We're going to exalt his name. We're going to glorify his name. We're going to speak good things about God. Now begin to speak. Begin to talk to the Father. Say good things about the Father. Yes, that is how you give him thanks. It's to say good things. It's to confess him. It's to declare that he's a faithful God. My Redeemer liveth. Even though in this body, woman, it is yet with my eye. Shall I see God? That's a thanksgiving unto God. What have you missed so far? What have you lost so far? There's a place for restoration. God is coming back to the house. God is coming back to your house. God is coming straight to KDCC. God is bringing forth even those things that we have lost. All people who have less, they are coming back. For God will increase. God will multiply. Come on, talk to the Father. Talk to the Father. That's a confession. Have you lost anything? Did you miss anything? There's a place for restoration. He's talking about redemption. Say good things about God. Just say good things about Him. Exalt His name. Respect Him. Honor Him. Say good things about God. It's about time you understand. God has come to show Himself strong. He's boasting on your behalf. I have things I need to do. I have things I want to do. You better begin to say good things about me. Just say it. I show for great mercy, great tender mercies, and truth towards my people. It's about time you understand. God wants to exalt somebody. He said I will glorify them. He said I will magnify them. The contemptible are coming to the place of honor. The people being looked down upon are coming to occupy the place of the palace. Yes, your tents are too small. God wants to increase you. He wants to magnify your tent that it becomes a temple. From a tent to a temple. Oh yes, we are free in praise. We are free as we speak of the goodness of God. He wants to glorify you as he glorifies himself. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Talk to the Father. Talk to the Father. I want you to pray. Let the Holy Ghost begin to show you things. Let the Holy Ghost begin to reveal things to you. Let the Holy Ghost begin to exhort you, showing you things, telling you about your tomorrow, showing you your future. It's about time. Glory to God. Glory to the Father. 
It's about time. 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 God wants to exalt someone. God wants to glorify someone. God wants to magnify someone. It's about time. Talk to your father. Talk to your father. God doesn't just speak when he speaks. He has a reason. He has a purpose. There is something he wants to do. Your tent is so small. A temple is being erected. A fence is being erected. Walls are coming up. Protection, they are coming up. On all sides. Worship God. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. It's about time. Thank Him. For your children shall not be few. Your children shall not be few. It's about time. Glory to the Father. Begin to talk to God. Begin to exalt the name of the Lord. Begin to glorify Him. He said, give me thanks. Oh, he said, give it all oh, praise the Lord, ye nations. All oh, praise the Lord, ye people. All oh, praise the Lord, ye Gentiles. It's about time for there is redemption in the house of God. There's redemption in the house of God. Yes, redemption. God is redeeming his people. God is bringing you out of captivity. He's bringing you out of slavery. He's bringing you out of oppression. Your depression is over. Your depression is over. Your depression is over. The spirit of joy and praise is coming back to you. It's God said, praise me. The Father said, praise me. The only thing he wants from you, give him praise. And me to speak good things. And me to speak lovely things. We are into another season in this walk. I walk with God. Oh, come on now. We're starting the year in a glorious form because of the things he's spoken. You shall praise me. Men shall honor you. I'm bringing honor unto you. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty Father, for there is restoration in the name of Jesus. I pray for you this morning. Receive the power of restoration in the name of Jesus. Everything you've lost before, let there be restoration. Let there be redemption in the name of Jesus. I speak to your tent. Oh, your tent, become enlarged now to become a temple. Become enlarged now to become a city in the name of Jesus. All your wandering life, I speak against them. God wants to make you permanent. No more wandering. You cannot wander again in your spirit. You can't wander away from what God has for you. Time for stability has come. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord glorify you. May the Lord exhort you. May the Lord magnify you. In Jesus name. Amen. We believe that the message you have listened to have imparted your life and brought a new level of understanding to you. 
feel free to share with your friends and loved ones. And for further resource, free downloads, and to let us know how much you have been blessed, please write info at davidogaga.org or visit our website www.davidogaga.org. God bless you.